Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beastie's Basic Podcast. Hey you guys, what's going on? Hopefully everybody's hanging in there and taking as many precautions as possible during this pandemic. No matter where you are, hang tight, reset, re-energize, and take as many precautions. Wear that mask, use the sanitizer, and hopefully everyone is employed and making whatever bit they can and taking care of their families. All right, so today what I wanted to do was I'm going to just talk about a few things that I've picked up during the last three months or more recently in the last one month and a half, um, something on the personal side and another on the more useful side. So uh, on the personal side, I wanted to talk about my new shaving habits. I think this is something all the guys out there would appreciate. And I just thought that uh, what better time than now to just uh, talk about this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just talk a bit in French also. Uh, that's another one of the things that I've been learning over the, over the past couple of years. But only now do I feel like I've really reached a level where I can communicate with the general public in French. Um, okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about was uh, my new shaving habits, you know. So what I've started to use is it's something called a double-edged razor. It's called a double-edged safety razor. And, uh, you know, I, I remember when I was maybe five or six years old, first, second grades, and I was visiting my best friend's house at that time, and his pops had what, what looked like uh, like a first aid kit and, and a double-edged razor at that time. And uh, it looked really weird to me. You know, it looked really weird, the whole process of having a brush to you, you, you know, using a brush to apply the shaving soap or cream to your face and, and using that double-edged razor to uh, shave, right? Because all along what you see on TV and commercials when you grow up later is this standard uh, uh, Gillette razor, a Mach 3 or a Mach 5 now. So I got to give mad props, mad shout out to my boy Andrew Duval in Vancouver. Uh, he introduced me to, uh, yeah, to something that he'd begun using, and I did a lot of research on this, and I was, I was sold hook, land, and center. So what it is is basically I've got this German... Uh, really heavy fat bob of uh, of a razor. It's it's the size of half of my hand, and um, and and it's, it weighs about a kilogram, right? It's it's a solid heavy ninety grams, one kg weight. Um, and the idea is that you just gotta you just gotta let it rest on your face, and it will just the weight itself and and the forces of gravity will allow for it to just glide on your face right so all you need is a good blade and then a good shaving soap or a shaving cream and this is where things got really interesting so i had the i had the uh, i had the tool i had the weapon of choice um the german you know solid heavy duty double-edged razor now i had to settle on this this uh, blade of choice, you know, what kind of a blade was I going to choose? And, and the blade is everything, right? The blade, the, the stiffness of the blade, the sharpness of the blade, the razor determines how good, how clean of a first shave you have and how many times you need to go over and over again. And the pussy that I am, I decided to go with, uh, you know, one of those 60-40 stiffness, sharpness blades where I did not want to take a chance of getting cut up every morning. Um, and, and there's definitely a technique involved here. 
Il y a une très bonne technique qu'on peut utiliser afin d'avoir un bon rassage. Euh, donc, j'ai choisi d'acheter un, un rasoir euh, et, euh, qui était tellement facile pour moi. Et, et après avoir choisi les deux choses, euh, il y a le temps pour choisir euh, euh, le savon pour mon rassage. Uh, donc, after I tried these two things, the next thing that I had to get was uh, obviously a shave soap or a cream, right? And, and my boy Andrew and I, we'd been, you know, experimenting um, entrepreneurship back in Vancouver. Uh, we tried to make some shaving oils and shaving products, uh, ultra luxurious shaving products. And, you know, we did the market surveys and analysis and stuff. And um, so I had some homework done for many years ago in terms of what I wanted to see in terms of the final product and what ingredients I wanted to use or at least have in the ones that I buy for a good shaving soap. Um, so I made two batches of shaving creams and shaving soaps. And there's a plethora of information on the internet that if you're interested in, you can look it up. But I ordered one domestic New Delhi manufacturer shaving soap uh, and I wanted to try it out. I said, hey, what's the big deal, right? Let's just get one. And, uh, and, you know, I'm not disappointed. I'm actually impressed with, uh, with the consistency and, and the quality of the shaved soap. So now, armed with these three things, a solid heavy-duty double-edged razor, the blade of choice, and a solid shaving soap, right, which has a great fragrance, it's consistent, it's smooth, feels great on the skin. I was ready, set to go for an excellent shave, and I have not looked back. There's no way in hell I can go back to an ordinary Gillette razor, a Mach 3 or a Mach 5. Uh, and, I, I, and I have to give mad props to the people that invented this idea because, you know, you go to a barbershop or a salon, this is what they use. They either use a cutthroat or they use something that's a heavy-duty double-edged razor. And... Um, uh, And I'm not surprised that this still this this technique still exists. If you look at anywhere in North America or Europe, right, people still love that feeling where it's effortless. The weight of the razor just just falls and glides off a perfectly lubricated face with that thanks to the shaving soap. Um, so any guys out there, if you're curious to try this out, look it up. It's, it's called wet shaving with a double-edged razor and with the use of a solid shave soap, a high-quality shave soap, and a badger hair uh, shaving brush. Um, you can pick and choose what kind of a shaving blade you need. And, um, you know, there's a ton of literature online. And you can just educate yourself and give it a shot. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Moreover, you'll be completely hooked onto this new method. Um, since then, I can tell you one thing. I've not had any cuts or burns in my face. I don't feel the need to use any form of um, aftershave. Um, I just use ice. ice. Ice works perfectly. Anyways, enough about the shaving side. Now, on to more useful things. Um, you know, I was, I've read so much. Uh, I've, I've, I've downloaded so many audiobooks. I've read so many books during the last three, four months. One thing I've come across is the concept of rewiring your brain. You know, um, and, and the general consensus is that the brain as an organ grows. It improves. You form new neurons through mental stimulation. So mental stimulation can be of various different forms. It could even be physical activity, uh, like working out, or learning new skills and actually applying yourself to learn those new skills. Um, 
and and you know when you learn these new skills you can further bifurcate them into whether it's uh you know playing a new sport or or using your weak hand you know your strong hand if you're right-handed your weaker hand obviously your left-handed using your left hand to do everything that you normally use your right hand for whether that is to pick things or for cooking purposes or feeding yourself purposes or even writing you know i so i found this whole concept of writing with your left hand really interesting so as i was learning a new language i thought hey why not why not spend 20, 30 minutes every day to just learn what's the worst that can happen if I spend 20 minutes a day to learn how to write with my left hand? Best case scenario, I would have rewired my brain, developed new neurons, and improved my brain's functioning. Worst case scenario, it would be a good, you know, uh, aha moment for me and my friends where I freak them out and show them about my new skills that I learned during the pandemic. So, um, uh, Right, so this now, you know, it's 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 not been an easy task, obviously, but I have stuck to it. I've got notebooks. I've learned to write cursive, and I've changed my signature. And I think that's the most interesting part. And it's been what, twenty four days and counting. So what you do is right through the repeti uh, repetition and repetitive movement of using my left hand, I've I've built strength in my fingers. My forearms are stronger. And, and now they're building that muscle memory. It's like lifting a dumbbell for the very first time, right? Now I'm just getting stronger and better with my left hand. And, and, and with that, I'm looking at the paper with, with the opposite eye. So if you're right-handed, you know what I'm talking about. You look at the paper, and the first eye that makes contact with the piece of paper is your left eye because your face is tilted in such a manner. Now, if you flip it around and you're using your left hand, Your right eye is making contact with a piece of paper. So not only are you improving your eyesight, you're, 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 you're adapting your brain to think slightly differently, to perceive things in front of you differently. And with that comes the concept of, or at least test to um, find the link between the dominant hemisphere in your brain and the non-dominant hemisphere in the brain. So throughout my research, what I discovered was this, that, you know, obviously over the last so many, many years that you've been using one hand to do all your motor things, right? You pick up, you brush, you, you drive, you, you play sports with that one respective hand and your brain adapts and it becomes so efficient at using your one hand, your dominant hand into doing things for you uh, that your other half of the brain is not being utilized. And now, all of a sudden, by wanting to or by forcing to use my non-dominant hand to write, to learn how to write and to pick up things and to doing things with my non-dominant hand, I'm forcing my brain and the non-dominant section of my brain to energize, to activate itself. So the one hemisphere that was no longer active is now being forced to work and, and adapt and learn how to work. So new neurons are firing in my brain right now. And it's, it's uh, as much as I would love to test this theory, obviously I cannot. I'd have to have some cables and wires uh, stuck on my brain to do an ECG or something to see what kind of activity is taking place in my hemispheres. Uh, but I was amazed at how challenging it was in the beginning. And I have taken before and after photographs. And, you know, it felt like I was back in kindergarten competing to get the best handwriting prize or whatnot. 
And uh, uh, so whoever is out there who's just given birth to a new baby and they're, they're of writing age, I would urge you to practice writing with them to establish a nice connection and a relationship with them where it becomes fun and friendly and you can, you know, have a nice banter about who's got better handwriting. But use your non-dominant hand because they are learning to write for the first time and, and you would be learning how to write with your non-dominant hand for the first time. So it's, it's a really cool way. Uh, and a practical way that, you know, your brain um, gets, it's parked and, and gets pushed to move out of the way so that the creative juices get flowing again. So these are the couple of things that I've been up to and, um, you know, I've applied myself and I've gotten really good in French. Um, as much as I wanted to speak more during this podcast, I'm going to dedicate another separate podcast purely in French. I'll think about certain things that I want to te- uh, want to talk about and you know, be uh, more more clean and less full of errors. Um, shaving and picking up a new skill. And to all the guys out there, I think you should definitely give the double-edged safety razor a shot. It's uh, one of the best shaves ever. And um, and picking up a new skill, I think the world is slowly picking up, uh, picking itself uh, itself up back again. Lockdowns are easing up. Uh, I'm not sure about the job market yet. Obviously, the the economy is hit in a really bad way. I mean, according, according to economists in Korea, uh, it's uh, if you look at the indicators of the last three months, we're in you know in a similarly bad position as it was during the Great Depression of the 30s. So uh, it's not positive. Although um, there are opportunities for certain people out there, for for other people in the services and manufacturing, hang in there. And use your time wisely. And again, uh, make sure you take all the precautions as you possibly can, okay? And take care of your loved ones. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you. And uh, do not forget to subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. Beastie's Basic Podcast is now streaming on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Bye.